Outstanding. We're back again. The Russell here for our last show of the 2022-2023 season. I'm your host, T-Baby. Join with my wonderful colleagues, very insightful, Big Bets Ooze and Lance the Law. Guys, it's been a while, but we're back. How you guys doing? Um, it's been a long, a long while. Yeah, it's, it's been, I think, since playoffs, right? Um, playoffs? Yeah. Uh, I think we all, like, you know, had like, our little fantasy Christmas playoffs. Fantasy playoffs. Yep. Had our little Christmases and stuff like that. COVID and stuff. So, so we're here uh, two weeks away from the Super Bowl. We've got the Eagles. Oh, the Eagles and the Chiefs. And who, just straight off the bat, who you guys got? Yeah. Um, it's just tough. It's well, had to pick a winner right now. Yeah, it's tough, right? It's Andy Reid versus the Eagles, right? You know, so. Yep. Um, for me, I'm 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 going for the Eagles. I'm a big fan of Nikki Six. You know, offensive coordinator at the Colts before, you know, leaving us to go to the Eagles, and he's been dominating ever since. So, I'm going with Nikki Six and the Eagles. Law, yeah, who I'm, has I'm, who has bets in on this? Yes, I have. I actually have both bets. I've got the Eagles and the uh, Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. I got them at plus seven hundred. Hedging your bets. Yeah. Well, I got them at plus seven hundred and plus five hundred, which is roughly what you could have got at the beginning of the playoffs. However, I got them mid-season. Um, I mean, they were presumptive number ones coming in. I know a lot of people were talking about Buffalo coming out of the AFC. And then the last week, everybody was talking about Cincinnati coming back out again. But ultimately, everybody knew down in their hearts, Mahomes was going to get it done, even on a bum leg. Um, now my big question is, do I cash out of my my uh, Chiefs bet and go with the Eagles, who were just way healthier? And you could just see, Hurts didn't even put up a good game, and they blew out the 49ers. I mean, the running game just saves a whole bunch. You don't even have to be that great. If you're able to get in the trenches and get out where you need to get with those running lanes and with that run pass option, yeah, it's it's gonna be a good. I think it's gonna be a really great game uh, in two weeks. So Lance, you're going, you're thinking the Eagles because just because they're healthier, just because they're healthier. If Mahomes wasn't injured, if if those wide receivers weren't getting hurt every time they came out in the the offense, I mean, I don't even know a game that Kadavius. Uh, Tooney has even played all the way through for the Chiefs yet. Yeah, that was great. Um, we got Juju Smith hurt. He was throwing to, he was throwing to Sky Moore and um, uh, who was the other guy, Warden or something? I've never heard of these people. They just he was just <laughs> he had to do it all himself to get into field goal range, and he was able to do it against the struggling. The Chiefs were able to hold Joe Burrow down. Um. And that's just this comes down to Cincinnati's offensive line was beat up too. So I think the teams coming out of the AFC were just more of attrition, and the Eagles got healthier as they got into the playoff playoffs, and they played against a 49ers team that just had every bad luck. Oh my god! So, and we, uh, you guys know me. Even funny college. that they had to put in an injured quarterback because their other quarterback got injured again. Yeah. So like. Torn TCL, by the way, out um, for mm. uh, Brock Purdy. 
Yeah. You guys know me being a Dallas fan. We couldn't get that luck last week against us. Nah, so no, we had to come against the Eagles you guys have to, do to send things. them to the Super Bowl. You guys actually have to play. So. And with that being... The fact that you even asked that was, is a problem. <laughs> and with that being said, you guys know me being a Dallas fan, rooting for the Chiefs. I walked into work today. And the first thing the guy says, one of the guys at the office just goes, you're a Chief fan, I guess, right? And I'm like, yes, sir. For the next two weeks, I am. Imagine, but I'm still going to have my Mahomes jersey on. I'm not putting on an Eagles jersey. <laughs> but imagine watching the Cowboys, um, the Eagles win another Super Bowl in five years and the Cowboys just continue. <laughs> it just, I, I can only imagine oh. it's just painful. How painful it oh, is. Oh, yeah. Trust me, all of our you know eagle friends are reminding me by the day, by the second almost. Um, and it's almost as if Washington needs to win two before Dallas ever gets right. back there. Right. That way, everybody in the East got two, two before Dallas. Oh back. my lord, that's just painful. Yeah, yeah, it was the Giants first, and then it was the Eagles. Now it's Washington's turn. Dallas, you still sitting on the sideline? <laughs> Please no, I can't live like this. But we're going to change focus, get right back into uh, fantasy, kind of a review show, season recap. Um, you know, nice little time to kind of recap your leagues after a couple weeks after fantasy playoffs. We're going to go through uh, QBs, running backs, tight ends, wide receivers, uh, the top in those positions, go through a few letdowns and cap the show off in the whole entire uh, podcast season with some uh, what did we learn this season. So uh, let's just jump right into it, guys. Uh, we, we're starting with the quarterbacks per usual. For the top 12, we've got Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, Lawrence, Geno Smith, Fields, Cousins, Golf, uh, Jones. Which Jones is this? Daniel Jones, Tom Brady, Herbert, and Lamar, who was tied for 12th. Even being injured? Oh, uh, uh, no. I put this in the wrong spot. Disregard that. Okay, that's what Not I Lamar. Okay, that's he is in I the let dar- yeah, letdown. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Um, always get your show notes right, everyone, before you start recording. But anyway... Uh, Lance did a little bit of digging and realized or came up with some of these stats that this was the lowest average scoring top six QBs since 2017. And we'll see kind of reoccurring theme with the other positions here as well. Um, but let's start the top, uh, Mahomes, 440 fantasy points. The next highest was 391. This is half point. Um, PPR that we're talking about, and he led uh, the NFL in passing yards and touchdowns. Um, guys, let's speak about Patrick Mahomes. Kind of, I don't think anyone here had him on their teams, but yeah. you know, kind of just give your insight on, uh, you know, Mahomes this year. I mean, for me, it's Pat Mahomes, right? Like, there's nothing else you can really talk about. You know, he's. You can see on a bum ankle, he's, he's, he's tearing up defenses, right? Left and right. Um, shout out to Eric, you know, Belimini and uh, Coach Reed, you know, 
for doing what they do best, make plays, call plays for him that, you know, makes him uh, to his strengths. And um, he showed up, he, he definitely did show up this year. I feel like it was a little, um, little slow in the beginning of the year, losing to the Colts and losing to like a lot of like teams that you would think that he, he wouldn't lose to. Uh, but, you know, he just, you know, one thing we, you know, I, I talk about is like, you know, some of these stars need to play in preseason more often than they're not, right? Because then they start slow. But um, he picked it up at the end, after like you know midway through through the season, and he just started tearing up again. Lane, yeah, um, did, did you draft? Did, sorry to interrupt. Did either of you guys draft him this year? Yeah, I did not draft him. No, okay. I didn't have the opportunity. He was getting drafted in the second, third round of most yeah. of the drafts I was in. And the problem with taking a quarterback that early is you need them to hit. And we're going to see that with some of the other quarterbacks on this list. We're taking fourth through six. Uh, the fourth through six, uh, the, those quarterbacks, they just didn't output. And, and what you said earlier, he had 440 points compared to the second place, which was 391. When the quarterbacks are only averaging 25, 29 points, that's essentially two games he was above the second place quarterback. So even if you had named Josh Allen as the second and you drafted him, Mahomes outscored him by at least two fantasy games for you. That means you were giving up a lot more to try and chase Allen because you couldn't get Mahomes. Right. And that 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 kind of downside just doesn't work for me. And and remember those years when people took Tom Brady after 2007 only for him to be hurt in 2008. Uh, anything can happen in, in reaching for those kinds of people. When you can get quantity quality out of somebody a lot later, like Kirk Cousins, who again makes the top ten, even though he was drafted outside the top twelve. So, Josh Allen. Just want to touch on Mahomes there. Josh Allen hurts. Hurts was a good one. Um, kind of drafted in that six to seven round range. Um, you know, Josh Allen. We know what he can do. Uh, but Hurts, you guys, you know, I was, I didn't think they would go to the Super Bowl, but I was preaching a good, uh, you know, draft Jalen Hurts that late um, in the preseason. You guys, um, but, you know, just give your insight, I guess, on Jalen Hurts here. Yeah, I think it was one of the things that when he, coming from uh, his rookie season to this season, um, again, with uh, Nikki Six being his also, rookie season last year, being the head coach, we had to see what was the what, what what was this year, right? Everybody was like wondering, can he be that elite quarterback? Can he be, you know, the guy that get, you know lead this leads the teams and 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 starts throwing the ball, uh, you know, two three touchdowns, and then you know, with the addition of AJ Brown to the team, um, and now he has two weapons, right? He had the Slim Reaper and Devontae Smith, and then he had the big boy in AJ Brown. So we just want to see if he got, you know, he was dropping a little bit, but some people believed him, some people did, um, didn't. So, you know, he proved in the fantasy world that he can do it, running or or um, uh, passing. Um, sometimes can't do both, but still, you know, averaging a nice 20-something points a game, um, he, he did really well. Yeah. Hertz is still on a rookie con contract, which means they probably can keep talent around him. But similar to Lamar Jackson, who 
we've seen this year, we saw in, a, in previous years, it's starting to decline. He's no longer at that MVP level that he was. And the difference there was he was on his rookie contract. Some of those other players were bouncing up at the same time. His running backs were a lot healthier. Now, the running backs around them, you have no idea who's going to be there week in and week out. The injuries just pile up on Baltimore. And that's been that way for the last two years. So, uh, in the same vein, if Lamar Jackson's no longer at that caliber level, it's only a matter of a year or two where Hertz isn't going to be there. Next year, he's going to be drafted as number two or three. That's going to be a little too high for the for the downside on him. I agree there. Um, so let's talk about some of these other guys that crept into the uh, top 12 that we just wouldn't expect. Geno Smith, um, Justin Fields, Kirk Cousins. Jared Goff, Daniel Jones, um, Tom Brady at this point, because in the beginning of the season, it was a little rough. But he did benefit from yeah. the big weeks in the end. Well, um, the big week 18, which nobody was playing him. So right yeah. there, that's going to kind of blow him out when there was a lot of people sitting and a lot of people just underperforming that last week of the season. But uh, I think he had three touchdowns. So to any of these guys dropped, you Mike drafted Evans? out of the top. Yeah, yeah. And you guys want to talk to any of these guys who were, you know, drafted out of the, you know, not top 12 quarterbacks, but then finished here. Um, touch on any of these guys. Yeah, for me, it would be probably Geno Smith, right? <clears throat> A lot of people didn't believe in him. You know, I certainly didn't. I think, you know, he probably, it's probably most leagues that went on drafted, right? Like, you know, so. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, for sure. So him being in the top six fantasy quarterbacks this year is, is outstanding. Um you know, at the end of the year, he 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 wants to you know almost made it the playoffs. Um, he wants he wants to finish his career at at, at the Seahawks. Uh, Pete Carroll did a great job with him. Nobody really expected this. Um, golf, you know, started started bad. You know, same thing with with Mahomes, but they were actually losing games. Um, and ended up you know ninth. You know he he you know even the Lions same thing almost made it to the playoffs. Um, needed like you know if they won their last you know I think they won they beat the Packers but they needed to win that game before and it could have been just in but they needed things to happen after they beat the Packers but you know those two for me very surprising um, Fields we we everybody drafted him to be at least a QB one because they knew um, they were hoping I, I feel like that the second year for him will be a, a lot better. I don't think it really did. The reason why he's up there because it's rushing. You know, he was, you know, on probably, uh, you know, he had a thousand yard season rushing, you know, yep. but, but they didn't really produce throwing wise. You know, you know, we'll talk about the wide receivers, but pretty sure none of his wide receivers are in, t- in the top 10 or top 12 or top 15. Um, so uh, Fields got to get better, but I think Gino and, and Golf are very uh, good mentions in, the top, in these top 10. Lance, any of these uh, QBs you want to touch out, touch on? Yeah, yeah. It's for QBs, you really need to look at those unsexy picks, right? Those dad bod quarterbacks, those Kirk Cousins of the bunch. He's drafted out of the top twelve, but he consistently is in the top twelve at the end of the season. I know if you're not making a splash on the same Mahomes, 
and it, and Mahomes isn't much of a reach depending on where you, they're getting them. Um, every other quarterback might just be too rich for you. So don't be don't be out of your mind thinking that Kirk Cousins just isn't going to do it for you because year in and year out you're going to see him put up enough to survive. And I'll tell you this: none of my teams that made it to the playoffs and the team that made it to the championship game had a stable quarterback. I had Tom Brady in the whole league, and I got to the finals. I got to the to the championship with Tom Brady, a mix of Tom Brady, Geno Smith at one point. And I ended up starting Carson Wentz at some points. It was just horrible at my QB situation, right? Tom Brady was horrible most of the year. And I was able to get there with everybody else. So if you're able to do that with just that hodgepodge in the quarterback position, just realize that if you're prioritizing other positions (laughs) and getting that value, that taking a Cousins later on is not a bad look reaching for a Tom Brady might just not be useful. So real quick, let's run through uh, some QB let, letdowns, some guys that could have been higher. We got Lamar. He didn't play the last five games, and he had a, um, four bad games week four through seven. Uh, Tua, you know, concussions, that whole um, NFL rule change after he had that concussion on that Thursday night game. Uh, Murray was placed on IR. Dak missed five games with the thumb from the first game versus the Buccaneers. Then he came back and just lit up the whole entire league, leading in interceptions. Russ, we're not going to talk about him. Jimmy G, um, who, you know, after Trey Lance got hurt, he was the starter and then he got hurt. And then obviously uh, Trey Lance himself and then Stafford, who was injured and playing bad. So out of these guys that I just mentioned, kind of give us one that you're worried about going into next year and one you're not worried about. For me, I, I'm probably worried about Colin Murray, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. Just because of the fact that, you know, report Adam Chatler just reported, I, I believe it was yesterday, that um, Colin Murray is most likely going to be ready for midseason next year mm. not right the start of regular season um so where do you draft him right is he you know he's just you know you draft him and you stash him or are you, like do you take that risk to you know go up that high and you, you believe in your roster construction to say hey hopefully by week nine week eight week nine um he's ready to go full full capacity and he can lead my team to the playoffs if not I just wasted the draft spot, right? So um, I think Kyle Murray just being because of the injury. Tua, it's concussion. You know, it's a shame that it happened so late in the season in, in their playoff push, but um, not really worried about that for the start of next season. Um, and I think number one person is Lamar and see where he goes or stays. I'm worried about Tua. I'm worried about Tua for a lot of reasons. His hits were bad. That second concussion he got, um, I know they want to say that that first one wasn't concussion. They didn't see anything on the field, blah, 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 blah. Everybody who saw that Buffalo game knew that there was something wrong. And then that Bengals game, it was like, this guy should not be playing anymore. <laughs> we heard from his parents already. They said that he is going to be the quarterback. There was no doubt about it. But his his parents are – 
misguided. Um, I don't, I don't know. Somebody needs to talk to him. God needs to speak to him. Tell him that their son <laughs> just doesn't need to be doing this. <laughs> I don't want to see this guy going down. They're going to have a CTE problems with this guy. Um, and, and to speak to it, he can't even play in a pro ball because he still hasn't cleared concussion I, protocols. I was going to mention that, too. It's been over a month. Yeah. It's been over <laughs> a month. That That's not a good look, been a con- considering been, they been said that it wasn't December. a mild concussion. Yeah. Like, it's not that mild if the symptoms still haven't gone away. Yeah. Imagine um, imagine being over a month in concussion protocol, getting replaced in a pro ball game for a flag football game, by the way. <laughs> I mean, oh boy. Yeah, that, and that's, and, and that's, that's going to take over your spot. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's the and that should speak to the positional depth right now in the AFC as well. The fact that Tyler Huntley, who is the backup for Lamar Jackson, is going to be the starting quarterback because you've already got Joe oh. Burrow not going. You've got Whoa. Justin Herbert's hurt. Josh Allen's hurt. He was out of concussion. There's nobody playing in the AFC. So that's those kind of running quarterbacks who already have those injury issues. I'm worried about and two is one of them. Murray, we already we should have learned our lessons, right? From stashing people. Michael Thomas didn't work. DeAndre Hopkins didn't really work for most people. That kind of stuff. Don't draft and stash. It's a bad decision. Uh, you're going to be wasting a bench space and a draft space on somebody who's just not going to be useful for your team. They're going to be there. OBJ was sitting out in most leagues for the whole time. And why? Because he couldn't get signed anymore. People were dropping. He was taking his Ambien and dropping his that, Yeah. Um, who I'm not worried about is Dak. Ultimately, ultimately Dak, he had his issues. He's a good manager of the game, but the Cowboys really need to stop dropping everything on him. Um, Good manager of the game. Do you see his last game? He's a good manager of the game. Take out playoff games, okay? He had had two picks. He had two picks, but they were drops. One of them was the guy who went in and out of his arms. You look Uh, at most of his picks. No. The second pick was The first interception was in and out of the guy's arms. So that's one. That's half of his interceptions in that game. No, I don't think so. And he had he had five one, of those on the season. One one of them was out of the the receiver's hand. The other one was was, was, was the double coverage. He one, just right? jumped the route. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and he throws Wait, bad no, in the double no, coverage. No, 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 but no, again, no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. But again, sorry. that's, that's back the coach's problem. Stop up. telling him to throw in the double covers. Stop telling him to do that stuff. He's a good managing quarterback. Make him the manager of your game. Make him the Daniel Jones. I don't. Nobody's sitting here saying that Daniel Jones should be replaced after this season. You could do the same thing with that. You start doing something else to take the pressure off him. It's not going to help that Tony Pollard got hurt at the end of the game, uh, at the end of the season. But at the same time, they shouldn't bring Zeke back. They really need to get a real running back. All right. Let's uh, you wanna you wanna drop on Dak? No, the the first no, no. the first interception was not uh through the hands. The first interception was the throw to the outside and it was a bad throw. It wasn't it didn't mean that one was picked off cleanly for six, I think, almost for wasn't, six. And then the second one was double, in, was double coverage. I think you're talking talking about the first uh playoff game against the trash ass uh 
the trash ass uh what what team do they play? Uh, the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers or whatever. We'll 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 hash that out after the show. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure he threw those two balls and the, yeah. yeah, that was bad. He wasn't game manager. And I don't think he is a game manager. I think he's just he's We're gonna move on to the running backs though. We're gonna ru- move on to the running backs though. Um Lowest top scoring RBs since 2015 when Devontae Freeman was RB1, which seems like an eternity ago now. Um, we got the top 20 here. Eckler, most uh, t- total touchdowns, rushing and receiving. Josh Jacobs uh, led the league in rushing and most scrimmage yards. Um, CMC, 700 receiving yards, most were running backs. Then you have... Uh, King Henry, Barkley, Chubb, Tony Pollard, Cook, Aaron Jones, Sanders, Stevenson, Jamal Williams with 15 rushing TDs, the most this season. Mixon, Najee Harris, who came a little alive late in the season, Fournette, Zeke, Walker, Connor, Kamara, McKinnon. So I want to focus on uh, Eckler, Josh Jacobs, CMC, King Henry, kind of like the top six, Barkley and Chubb. Um, obviously, we didn't think Josh Jacobs would be this high, and we've talked about him previously on the show already. But um, <clears throat> out of these top six guys, you know, you know, who did you have on your team? Who you're happy with? Who do you think will kind of repeat or be in this top six again come next year? Who has like that best shot of just you know being your your solid RB one and a clear cut you know first second round pick here? Yeah, for me, I think you know CMC probably be um, my number one. Um, but look, look, looking back, I should have chosen number one as I took JT my, for my first pick in one of my leagues. So. Um, uh, Josh Jacob was very sneaky, you know, led the league in rushing from um, and the most scrimmage yards, uh, which is crazy because CMC was, you know, he had struggles in uh, in the Carolina Panthers. Um, now to move to San Francisco where he he was kicking up a little bit more, but um, Barkley is also a good one. Um, see where he, you know, how he is and you know his contract negotiations and stuff like that, um, and also Chubb, you know. Full preseason, full off season with Deshaun Watson and that coaching group. Maybe you know he can come back alive to the next level two years ago. Lance, yeah. So I I want to say CMC because CMC was able to lead the league um, on a Carolina team when he was the focus point, and now that he's in San Francisco and he's got a coach that can scheme for him, blah 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 blah. The issue I have with CMC is there's so many weapons on the 49ers that it's just going to eat into his productivity. And we see who's really sitting at the top of this list is somebody who had the most TDs. And it's almost like that for every single list, right? The TDs is really going to make the difference. So at the end of the day, do I feel like CMC is going to have a better opportunity at touchdowns than Eckler? I don't know. I, I might still edge out with Eckler over CMC. There's know. a lot of more up, upside say, with CMC. I would say, but I don't know if I can trust Eckler for next year. Kellen Moore is over there now. Okay, Eckler's Kellen, be a, Kellen Moore is over there. Uh, 
Eklund is going to be a center now. Okay, remember that. <laughs> He's going to be a center now. Uh, you could say that, right? But Tony Pollard was able to eat over there. So I'm not saying that Tony Eckler is not like he changed the Zeke running back a, that was there before. He changed him. Zeke from from running back to the center. So yeah, but Zeke couldn't catch the ball out of the backfield. Eckler doesn't have that issue. Zeke was never that good. Every Zeke was what you wanted out of a running back in 2000. He was the perfect. He was the perfect like between old the running back. He was not useful in any other position. And in, in college, he looks great. You cut off half his jersey. You have him run over little boys who are just out of out of college, red shirt freshmen. Yeah, he looks incredible. You put him up against real uh, defenses, and you put him up against a team that needs more than just four yards out of their running back. And no, he's not useful. I mean, most running backs aren't able to get just four yards. Um, and Zeke is no longer able to do that without people blocking to the – Blocking like Moses is coming through. <laughs> so I don't see King Henry being at the top of that list anymore. I don't see Barkley or Chubb really getting up there anymore. Um, I think it's really between Eckler and CMC, and I would I would lean towards Eckler just because of I think Eckler might end up with more touchdowns. Somebody who's up on that list who I don't think will be there next year is King Henry. We saw him tail off towards the end of the year. He's getting injured a little bit more frequently than he used to be, and it doesn't help that they chewed through. I mean, he was averaging 350 carries for the last four years. Uh, he's not going to be able to keep doing it at this rate. Um, so I, I expect King Henry to be only worth a late second-round pick. Now, he's not going to go that late, but I don't see him being worth it to anybody anywhere before then. So let's... Uh... Let's touch on the RB letdowns. We had uh, Jonathan Taylor, um, number one pick, you know, dealing with injury. Um, Swift from Detroit Lions. CEH, who people were hoping for a comeback. Damian Harris, who was drafted in that mid-round, then got hurt. Um, someone else I forgot. Who was the running back from the Broncos? He was not Melvin Gordon. Uh, Jamal Williams? Jamal? No. Javante. Javante Williams. Javante Williams. Um, any of those guys you're kind of not worried about next year? It's almost the same question as the QB letdowns, one you're worried about and one you're not worried about? Um, I think Swift is what I'm worried about. Um, to be honest, I know we had these guys in the, um, in the uh, top RBs, but... Fournette, Zeke, Walker, Connor, and Kamara, what, I think they're also letdowns. Um, towards the end, this didn't really do anything for the fantasy owners. Fournette just got fat again. Zeke was just ineffective. Um, Kamara was in and, like just in and out. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> McKinnon averaged less than 10 points a game. You know, So th- these are also letdowns. But because of the draft capital for like JT, you know, reported he uh think on friday reported or saturday reported that he just got um ankle injury uh, ankle surgery um to repair his ankle um that was injured he he, uh, missed some games then uh came back for a i think it was just a series at the um at home got tackled and then got injured again and was out for the rest of the season 
Um, he repaired that. Swift, it's just unfortunate because he's the number one uh, running back in Detroit Lions. The problem was Jamal Williams saw all, I think it was like 90% of goal line touches. So, you know, for that, I think, he, I think, I think the stat was like he saw 57 goal line touches to like 15 to uh, um, um, DeAndre Swift. So um, that's just crazy. CEH, Isaiah Pacheco is the guy now. You can see it, the burst of the speed. He's going to win a Super Bowl for him. That's, that, you know, that's, that's, that's my opinion, sir. Lance? Yeah, I, the only person I could see making a comeback on that list is JT. Uh, the rest of them, they're, they're either being replaced or just not useful. Swift has never been ex- exactly useful for the Detroit Lions. And, look, they had another year. We, we'll see what the shakeout is. But Jamal Williams isn't going to keep scoring touchdowns at the clip he is. But the offense is just isn't going to go through Swift no matter what. Um, he's a good change of pace back, but he's more of a um, a poor man's Tony Pollard. Um, <laughs> I, I would agree with uh, Clyde's Edward Hilera. He's not going to get that job back from Pacheco, although I don't think either one of them is exactly great considering how terrible the Chiefs' run de- uh, offense has been in the playoffs so far. Um, uh, half the reason why they Mahomes was running around throwing the ball the way he was running and throwing it is because they just couldn't get anything on the ground. Um, and then Damian Harris, I mean, there's no, we always say this every single year, right? There's no, there's nothing you can tell about the running game in, in the Patriots. It's never going to be yeah. good. Some of us had said that Ravondre was going to be the running back. Um, I drafted him as if he was going to be the running back. He certainly was. Until he was hurt, but Damian was also hurt most of the season. Um, but even when he wasn't hurt, he was hurt sitting on the bench because Ravande was in. All right. Um, let's go to the wide receivers. Uh, who's his favorite position? We've got the lowest top scoring <laughs> wide receivers since 2017. Like I said, the recurring theme of um, all these positions here. And this was when DeAndre Hopkins was wide out number one overall. So top 20, we got Jefferson, uh, 17 and 71 yards and 124 receptions, led the league in both um, in both stats. Adams, and we'll talk about um, kind of – his duds in the championship in a bit. And then after that, we had uh, Adams, 14 uh, receiving touchdowns. He led the lead in that. <clears throat> Behind him was Kelsey with 12. And then we had Tyreek Hill, uh, A.J. Brown, Diggs, Lamb, Waddle, St. Brown, Cooper, um, Kirk, Smith, Evans, Higgins, Chase, who could have been higher if he wasn't injured for those couple of games in the middle. Uh, Tyler Lockett, Brandy, Brandon Ayuk, um, Metcalf, McLaurin, Godwin, and somehow still on this late list is Cooper Cup, who could have been hired because he only played eight full games. Um, so Lance put in a real good stat here about Justin Jefferson. Um, he was the number one, you know, wide receiver one here, 
but he would put up duds in the championship week in 2000 uh in last year's uh championship week he was one reception 15 yards zero touchdowns 2021 six receptions 58 yards zero touchdowns and then 2020 six receptions 85 yards and zero touchdowns so you know does this concern you guys drafting him up overall number one knowing that your championship could be in the balance no or does it not phase you no he's the reason why you got there in the first place so you know it's unfortunate because these are these are shocking by the way you know, you, six and eighty-five isn't as bad as people no, made it seem. Yeah, like when, half, half when, that, when I saw the question on Twitter, I was like, "How bad are these stats?" And yeah. then when I put them in, I'm like, six for eighty-five. That's it's not bad." I mean, granted, he, he's your number one wide receiver. You'd hope for a heck of a lot more. Right, but right. I've I've had players put up worse than that in the playoffs, right? In a championship and still win. Right, right. But again, like I said, like you know, he's he got you there in the first place, right? He'd be probably mostly. One of the reasons why you got to the playoffs in the first place. So, you know, it's unfortunate that, you know, six for 85, six for 58, you know, if, if that's, you know, full point PPR, that's 11 points. Uh, um, full point PPR on the six for 85, that's 14 points. Um, but half point PPR, it's, you know, that's even even less, you know. But the one for tw- the one for 15, zero touchdowns, just that's tough to eat, right? But I go back to the fact that, you know, I'm still drafting Jefferson number one because my point is to get to the championship. So he put me in a position to get to the championship, you know, so I'll, I'll be happy about that. To be honest, this list is... The follow-up is, question is, do you put on, do you start on the championship? That's, I mean, get to this is three years in a row, you know what I mean? So you might, you might be thinking, like, <laughs> I appreciate your service, but <laughs> it's time to hit the bench, right? So... Um, it's tough to that's I, I I that's tough to see, but to be honest, him and everybody in this list, you know, ranking one to fifteen, um, not really a shock besides Saint Brown, and um, Saint Brown. I say Christian Kirk, he's up there. Well, Christian Kirk, Christian Kirk went into um, went into. Jacksonville being the number one. So, like, you know, him. But it was controversial. Right, oh, him going to Jacksonville. Yeah, for that money, going yeah. there for number one. But the fact that he was still able to do yeah, that, yeah. despite of everything. Right. And then, and I think one thing is, you know, we had Trevor Lawrence up there in the top 10 quarterback. So, you know, you, you linking these two, you know, that's a good that's a good sign, right? That, like that, you know, he we actually got, you know, a wide receiver that went, that came from a number two. That played like a number one that went to another team and still showed that he was a number one, right? So, you know, Christian Kurt, very, very surprising, but good to see because we can, you know, Trevor Lawrence is only getting better with Coach Peterson, obviously, you know, made a crazy run to get into the playoffs. Um, so to see that and, you know, to follow to next year, I think that's a good sign, right? So, and then to, for Cooper Cup, you just know he was going out of his mind. He was top 20. Oh. And only played eight games. Like he, yeah, he um, was on pace. He was on pace to beat the top uh, Jefferson's numbers. Yeah, and and then to see the the letdowns, the list of the letdowns, you were like, he only played eight games and beat these guys still. You know. Yep. So. 
One thing I want to ask before we get to the letdowns, Devontae Adams, 14 receiving touchdowns. Um, you know, people were worried about him going to the Raiders with uh, Derek Carr. It's a downgrade from Aaron Rodgers. But now, you know, Aaron Carr is not Aaron Carr. Uh, Carr is not going to be there. So what do we think about, you know, Adams going into next year? No, I'm more worried about Adams going to next year than, than I was this year. Like, I wasn't worried about Adams going this year because I don't think Derek Carr is that bad of a quarterback, but we just know he can sling it, right? Like, that's the, I think that's one thing that we know. Like, he has an arm. He's inaccurate and, and like, indecisive, but, you know, w- once he puts it there, you know, for all Dan Waller owners, they know. You know, he gets touchdowns when Dan Waller's healthy. So, um, going to next year and not knowing the quarterback situation – it, we have, we just got to see what happens in the offseason, right? You got Jimmy G, you got Aaron Rodgers potentially being traded. Um, Jimmy G potentially being traded because, remember, that's still Trey Lance's team. They wanted to trade, you know, he, he got a year deal just to stay for that year and then, you know, kick rocks. You know, you saw him smiling on the sideline like, I'm leaving you, motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yesterday. So, um, there's going to be, obviously, you know, a lot of quarterbacking, um, carouseling going wrong this this offseason. So uh, we'll have to see who lands the QB job in uh, Las Vegas. Now, I want to talk about my receivers, but there is one thing I want to bring up. You said that's Trey Lance's team. Now, we saw what Brock Purdy was able to do. It's Trey Lance's and team. The, it's the Trey Lance's offense team. was able to hum. It's Trey I, Lance's team. You still say it's Trey Lance's team. Brock Even if Brock Purdy is no, able to have I appreciate team. Brock Purdy's uh, – um, Service. He had a better EP, he had a better EPA than both um, Trey Lance or or Jimmy G. I, I'm so you, you, I feel like I understand if Jimmy G was in that game, that game is a lot closer, maybe even one, because I think Brock Purdy has a mediocre arm, but he has good decisions. I think Jimmy G has a better arm, and he. And a better decision making, or quicker decision making than Brock Purdy does. So I don't think Brock Purdy is a bad quarterback, but I'm I'm not comparing. You can't compare a full season of um, of Jimmy G and Brock Purdy for seven games. There's just no way. But taking a look, and we were going to get to this, but bring it bring it up now. Taking a look at some of the receivers and tight ends in. San Francisco, like Ayuk, Debo, Kittle. Kittle finished fourth, but like half of the year he wasn't relevant. And Lance brought up a good point. If Purdy was the QB all year, some of these guys might have been, you know, even higher on these rankings. Debo was a letdown, and Ayuk crept into top 20. And like I said, Kittle finished fourth, but just imagine if Purdy was the the you know the QB all year, where would these guys have finished? You know, and you saw what Kittle was able to do as soon as Purdy was in there. I mean, he was putting up numbers as a wide as yeah, a because, tight end. Because the only reason it's for he any, as high as he did was I, because of Purdy. But I he think, couldn't do it with Jimmy G or with Trey Lance. I think is what we talk about a lot is that what happens with a rookie quarterback, uh, tight end, is their safety blanket, and you saw that. You saw that a lot. 
That's why he crept yeah, but up. Debo, Debo even crept up, and so did I. Ayuk. Think, it was, it wasn't crept one up as much play as you think. Jumped. They all like that offense efficiency jumped as soon as Purdy was put into the game. And I and, I'm, and, and I'm and think of it like this: Jimmy G was going to be available for the Super Bowl, and there was not even talk of whether or not he would be back in the in the offense as the starting quarterback. He was going to be back up no matter what. Oh yeah, because you can't. That, you, that's you how take, much better no, no, Purdy no, no, no. was. Not this. Not, no, it wasn't just as much better. It just you just don't you don't pour water over the hot hand, right? He's a you know he. he yeah, he, you did, you say that, but only only Tom Brady was able to do that, right? Purdy would have been the second player able to do that. Hmm. They didn't put Drew. In fact, they didn't even do that with Brady. They put Bledsoe back in and then switched their mind halfway through the game and put Brady back in. Well, so no. even with Brady, I, you don't lose your your starting position due to injury. But I think I, I wouldn't be surprised if Shanahan's not scratching his head all off season, only to turn around and see Trey Lance in preseason and be like, "No, Purdy's got to be the man." I don't. I actually kind of agree with that because I don't think Trey Lance just has a great decision making. Um, I don't think he had the mind for NFL um, defense to decipher it and, and make a quick throw. I think because he because of his ability and his athleticism um, to use his legs, I think that dampers his vision going down the field. And that might be the deciding factor um, come maybe a losing streak. But again, understand as a as the organization of 49ers, they, they already gave the keys to Trey Lance, even though there was a seven game win streak and, you know, and then also factor in that, you know, we're, um, uh, is out with a torn PCL, you know, I'm pretty sure that's, I'm pretty sure that's going to be Tommy John anyways, right? Cause that's an elbow or like the, that, this ligament or whatever. So he's, it's, he's done. So we don't have to worry about that. On to the letdowns. <laughs> on to the let. Well, actually, let me go to the wide receivers I'm concerned about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Miami wide receivers, just in the same breath that I said with Tua, right? We saw what happened to the Miami wide receivers. Hill was on on pace to break the NFL record for yards. And Waddle was on pace to break the NFL record for catches. And at the end of the year, they weren't able to do it because how many games that Tua missed. And again, I'm predicting Tua's going to have injury issues for the rest of his career. He's got a noggin that has just too much space for his brain to move around in. He's going to keep getting concussed. <laughs> he takes bad hits. He makes bad decisions. Yo. It's just going to be the situation. This man basically now, got a tiny brain. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's just too much room. Right. He got a tiny brain that didn't fill his skull. The brain doesn't go back. <laughs> and now there's more fluid. Out there. <laughs> Look, I don't know what it is, but all I know is the doctors haven't figured it out with him yet. That being said, the the receiver that they both had a drop off, Hill and Waddle, but the receiver that had the biggest drop off was Waddle. He was not able to eat. I mean, in the game against Cincinnati where um Tua went out in the second quarter, Hill still put up 170 yards between him and Teddy Bridgewater. But Waddle only had 50 yards, and he wasn't able to do much more than that. So I'm concerned with Waddle uh, going forward. I would not take the top 10 finish and assume he's going to be in top 10. 
it was just not going to work like that. All right, let's run through these letdowns real quick and get to the tight ends. Um, we got Debo, Judy, Pittman, uh, Moore, Sutton, Hopkins, who didn't have enough uh, PEDs, apparently. Deontay Johnson, he couldn't find the end zone. Well, you told me he had no touchdowns, right, for the season Zero. list? They, they didn't even bother to put that stat on the sheet. Zero I mean, touchdowns. I mean, we got to just pray that he just falls in the end zone next year. Like, how is that even possible? Uh, we got Gabe Davis, Mike Williams, who dealt with injuries, Keenan Allen, who dealt with injuries, uh, Alan Lazard, and Hollywood Brown. So, again, one you're worried about and then one you're not worried about. What I'm worried about is Michael Pittman. Just He just needs a quarterback, right? So, you know, that being said, we'll see who they trade for or draft. Is it Bryce Young, CJ Stroud? Or training for, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers if he doesn't want to be in, in Green Bay anymore. I just think that's a ship that we already tried and we sunk. So just draft one. Um, one I'm not worried about is probably D. No, no, I'm worried about D. too. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> it's probably Debo. You know, because he's gonna have a full training camp. He, you know, with the quarterback, the starting quarterback next season. Um, I think a lot of these people on the list are just injury prone guys. Lance? What do you say, Lance? Probably just Debo being with the quarterback, but we have a difference on who the quarterback should be. Um, <laughs> I would agree. I'm not too concerned about Debo because he's done something in the past, so I imagine he'll be able to do something in the future. But uh, if you look at this list, there's a lot of the stuff that existed this year is going to exist next year. And so these core, the, all these players are ones that are going to be issues, right? Um, Alan Lazard, he didn't belong on that list. He had a good PR team. Hollywood Brown and Hopkins both had the same quarterback thrown to him. And then we both don't know when that quarterback's coming back. Um, you've got Mike Williams, who's got an injury. He's Mike Q. Williams. His middle name is questionable. That boy is always in He holds his hand <laughs> Mike Q. Williams. Like Mike Q. One. Williams. Judy and Sutton both have the same quarterback as I understand it. Um, doesn't matter if they change their offensive coach. What are they going to do? Let Russ cook some more? Somebody needs to tell him that he needs to turn down the heat. He's oh burning the food. God. Nobody wants to eat it. That's and really Michael <laughs> Pittman Jr. Pittman Jr. still doesn't have a quarterback, and so I'm concerned there. Even with a rookie quarterback, it's not going to be a good look for him. Right. It's just it, all those questions existed this year and caused these issues. They all exist next year for most of these players. Gabe Davis didn't belong up there. He's only there because he was he was a hero in a game in which they ultimately lost to the Chiefs last year in the playoffs. That's the only reason why we know Gabe Davis. Otherwise, you know him because you drafted him this year and he did diddly squat on your. Uh, starting lineup right uh, da, 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 da. tight ends i mean i just want to ask a, a general question are you guys considering because ooze is a commissioner i'm a commissioner lance is in a lot of leagues are you 
even considering like just altogether getting rid of the tight end like most people no, or most fancy teams I, I, have I, done? I wouldn't. I what I will probably do is maybe do a multiplier for them, like like FPCC, because it's just because I know you have Can, this, like you have this list of twelve people. <laughs> it's just because they've just it just I only see two. I only see two, three of them. Sorry. Because Kelsey, TJ, who came along after the trade, and Mark Andrews, who still still was working after Lamar uh, wasn't there. Kittle came on half the season because the last seven games due to Brock Purdy. Evan Ingram, same thing, came along the last, season, last half of the season due to Trevor Lawrence and their kickoff. Everybody else on this list was, has been inconsistent or trash. So, and that and that is why I asked the question because tight ends getting pretty bad. Again, lowest average top six tight end since 2017. And I mean, we've talked at length about the tight ends right. throughout the season. It's just it's getting worse. I don't my question is, I guess, I mean, we're gonna have to see if you can do this, but I don't even know if you can do that in ESPN or Yahoo yeah, Leagues. Like have can, a, I don't think you can have a multiplier. No, I think you can. I think you can. For um, one position? Yeah, I think you can. Um, okay. Don't quote me, but I think you can. I think you can have like a multiplier or 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 um, what do you call it? Uh, a custom custom scoring for a specific uh, position. So position. Yeah. So that that'll probably yeah, be my only that, only solution. Yeah, but that's a terrible solution, right? A multiplier is still going to make Kelsey look. Look, this is what Kelsey's doing without a multiplier, a times one. Imagine if you would take any of the stats and times them by anything other than times one. He would just look that much bigger than the next player on that list. And is that fair that Kelsey is operating like a wide receiver and so he's able to average with the top 10 wide receivers average, but now you're going to make him average what a quarterback averages? Yeah, and, you know, you just that's what that's – you know, you go. Like I don't want to give it a game, I guess. You, yeah, you put a gamble on yeah, him. Yeah, you gamble on him, but everybody's going to. He's already getting taken in the second round, end of the first round. Nine, you 10, put a multiplier on him, he's getting taken in the first round. round. Yeah. <laughs> first round. You, you, just get him you, out. You're making, or you just outlaw him. No, just outlaw Kelsey. Outlaw Kelsey. <laughs> you, you're, 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 just, you're, just trying, you're just trying to make the position valuable, right? And then because. It's the same, like the same thing when we did with kickers. Kickers are just because of their hit or miss and their causing of the of like the, the the costly of the game. We just remove them, right? They're just trash, um, especially this year. Last year was was the start of it, and then defense is the same thing, right? So we took away defenses as well. So tight ends is probably the next chopping block. It's either you chop them off, which I don't think you can, or you make them valuable in some sort of way. And I, I think that's the solution. So if you guys don't mind, I mean, it's Kelsey, Hawkinson, Andrews, Kittle, Ingram, Hill, Fairmove, Johnson, Higby, Schultz, Goddard, and Komet um, as the top 12. But we don't even have to discuss them because we discussed it at large throughout the year. And for goodness sakes, Taysom Hill is number six, and we all know how we feel about him. The only reason why Taysom Hill is number six is he had one game over 40 points. Correct. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine. But that. uh, some Cole, of the letdowns. Cole Komet averaged zero points for the first six games. 
Oh yeah, yeah. He, he couldn't catch a ball. He was I think he was. He was targeted like one time. He, I think he was one of my sl- sleepers, and that did not work like, out I, well. Like, yeah, like I, I can't, I can't even justify talking about this decision anymore. Like, <laughs> let's just get them to letdowns because, like, even letdowns, like, um, uh, Ertz got hurt. Njoku came on actually a little bit at the end with uh, Deshaun Watson coming back in. Dotson knock was a no show. Um, Tony, get Tony out of here because because he, he was trash. And then. <laughs> and, and then Darren Waller is also like not non-existent because most likely because Devontae Adams took all his touches. Like I, this t- the tight ends this year were just absolutely abysmal. Lance, any I closing mean, honestly, thoughts? If, if you get to the point where you want to discuss making a multiplier, you might as well just get rid of the position altogether. Because I mean, you're you, gonna yeah, you're gonna do either or here. I, I would I I personally Kelsey's not gonna be up there another two three years. It's going to be somebody else, and it probably won't be as dominant as he was. You're going to have a different top one every year for a long time because there's nobody coming behind him that's going to be at Kelsey's level. Um, now, I know most people were probably saying the same thing when Gronk was the, the leader of the pack. But ultimately, we just don't know that there's another person coming around that's going to be that level and going to have that much focus from a quarterback. And, and that being the case... You either take Kelsey or you just sit there and you throw in the best available. And ultimately, that's what's going to end up happening because the people do it with kickers. They do it with defenses now. People who draft defenses in the in the 12th round ultimately are the ones dropping them by week four and picking up somebody else. The same thing's happening with tight end. You, know, you just have three spots that you do the same thing with. Defense, tight end, and kickers. They're interchangeable. And they're all useless unless you accidentally got the top scoring one. And in this case, Kelsey has been the top scoring one for four or five years. All right. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't know because it's funny you say that because I had to look up Travis Kelsey's age. And he's 33 right now. Um, he might have at least two more years of dominance because of one, the quarterback he has, the team he has. Um, uh, we'll see, though. I think that's a great point. Like, I don't know, because Gronk, well, Gronk, Gronk is, a, is, is an outlier because he's also 33 this year, and he retired early, but he also won how many Super Bowls? He had, so, his, so, like, he he, had those elbow injuries. Yeah, he but, had... but Travis Kelsey hasn't had injuries like that, though. Besides his back, no. spa, besides his back spasm he's just been having, he's been, he's been predominantly healthy. So yep. he, he might have like a, another two years dominant, you know what I mean? A two a, another two years that he dominates the top of the of the tight end, but that's barring injury, right? Like because like like you said, like you know, Brock had injuries, but he also won multiple Super Bowls. So like it's one of those things like he he's like I'd rather just live my life because I've done it all. So if Travis wins this. This Super Bowl, he might just have two more years and just ride off in the subset, right? Because, like, you know, unless he just tries to go as long as his brother. But, like, why? He's not a blocking tight end. Right. It's not. Why Why do that to yourself when you can walk, you can leave the game and walk away a, a multiple Super Bowl champion, possibly yeah. by that. Yeah. Um, but that being said, once Kelsey's gone, who's going to be there? Who's going to be there? Going for two, year, two, two rings. Imagine. 
Could you imagine the the fights that are gonna happen when one actually gets it? I know. Imagine going 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 <laughs> going to birthday your mom's birthday dinner. It's coming up with yeah, right. two rings and they probably got one. Yeah. Okay, showing up with a ring of both. You remember, you remember this? February February twelfth. <laughs> I caught the last touchdown. You guys lost. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Why they have to make my brother an eligible receiver and throw him the touchdown? <laughs> <laughs> so I think that I think well, that would be key to the Eagles if they did that. So. Yeah, I think that's a cool story though. They, like they, they they have a podcast together. They're, they're so close, you know. And now they're going against each other, you know, in uh, in the Super Bowl. I think that's a cool story. But back to the podcast. Um, yeah, tight ends. Just uh, I'm, I'm, I'm good off of those. All right. We're going to cap this off. Uh, we got some, what did we learn this season? Um, these are all things I learned from my leagues, you know, the seven or eight that I had. Um, I'll kind of explain it and you guys, you know, give your thoughts and opinion on what you think um, as I go through it. So, um. Draft two QBs in your drafts, or at least consider it, especially in larger leagues or leagues where, you know, people know what they're doing. So, for example, um, I was in a 14-team league, and I drafted one quarterback. And it's been said in years prior, you know, draft one quarterback and kind of stream the other. Well, it didn't work out for this league specifically because I drafted Dak and he hurt his hand in the first game. So here I am for the first like weeks, two through whatever, six. And I'm like streaming Teddy Bridgewater and um, the guy from Carolina, uh, PJ Walker, PJ Walker at one point. XFL, former Colt. Yeah. And yeah. I remember when I played Teddy Bridgewater, he got hurt like the yeah, second play of the game. Tough. And that was that week. And then PJ Walker, when I started him, he had like negative points that yeah, week. Tough. And both of those games, and there was a lot more of those games where it was kind of just solely based on my, you know, um, quarterback mm-hmm. or yeah, QB. And it was like, if I just had a reliable QB, for a better QB performance, I would have won those games. And that would have made me um, get a playoff bye because I missed the playoff bye by like one game. And then the game I did play, my first week in the playoffs, I lost that by less than one point. And it was just like, and I would have went on to one, you know, looking at the scoring and the points afterwards. So it taught me a valuable lesson in just, Draft a second QB, you know, even if it's late because things like this happen where I would have got two, three more wins and probably, you know, who knows, maybe got a championship out of that one. Um, I want to eliminate the risk in the first two to three rounds. Um, speaking to our rough league, Ooze, I took a lot of risk in the first two, three rounds, and then I went very just um, 
what the ADP was yeah. from rounds three to seven, and it did not work out. I won the losers bracket because my team started to come alive in the end during the playoffs, but yeah. I wasn't in the playoffs. So um I had who was my first two picks? Javante Williams and Najee Harris. And then, you know, I ended up with guys like um Keenan Allen and Waddle and St. Brown. Um, injuries across the board. Exactly. And so and then I think Kyler Murray before, you know, yeah. in, in those in those rounds. So it taught me, you know, be less risky in the first two rounds and then go crazy with risk or not crazy, but more risky in those later rounds. Last year, if you took, you know, Cooper Cup in round six, that was probably pretty risky because you didn't know about Matthew Stafford. You um, had Robert Woods, who was usually having better games than uh, Cooper Cup prior to last year. So, you know, you just didn't know about Cooper Cup. So it's just like, well, just take that risk. Draft him then, and here you are with the number one wide receiver, you know, the whole year. Me and Lance have talked about this next tip, or uh, next what do we learn um, a little bit throughout the season. Um, and it's not forcing the stack. I know we have talked at length about the stack in years prior, but um, unless you really have to, like an FFPC or a high-scoring league, or a league that gives you bonuses, like don't force it. Yeah. Just, you know, draft your team and be more fluid throughout your draft and kind of just, you know, be aware that if there is a stack you can do, you can do it, but don't force it because it may just change the whole dynamic of your, your whole draft. Yeah, yeah the, the whole dynamic. Your, your roster. Yeah. Um, and going back to that, right? At the beginning yep. of the year, everybody was saying that Kansas City might be the one not making it out of the West. And all the, the, the team changes that were happening to Oakland and the fact that Justin Herbert and the Chargers were on the up and that we had Russ over in Denver. And if you took any of those stacks and any of those teams, you would have been just doing yourself a disservice. I, I was on a team with uh, you, Andrew, and we had – uh, Sutton. I had Sutton and Judy on another league. It was just horrible. We talked ourselves into these teams that just had improved themselves. And it wasn't that we forced the stack, but if you're talking yourself up on a team, you're even more likely to force yourself into a stack. Mm-hmm. And there's been plenty of years where I've won where I accidentally had a stack, and I, I wasn't even planning one. I had Philip Rivers and Vincent Jackson and Antonio Gates. But the year, the next year, I go for the same stack, and sure enough, Vincent Jackson is hurt half the year and out with PED, and Rivers is having a down year, and what's his name? Gates has plantar fasciitis. Yeah, what is it? (laughs) Yeah, every game he was doubtful, or he was expected to play, and he was a scratch during warmups, and it was, yeah, you you planned for the stack, and you got you got burned on the plan instead of just the accidental stack. So, yeah, I would I would agree with that. Don't stack. Don't even think about it. If you end up with a stack, good for you. But just don't go for it, because you're probably reaching at some point. Oh, yeah. Um, 
for the the next one is consider your overall number one pick. Um, me and Lance had the number one overall pick in our roster up league, and he said to me a couple of days before the draft, consider taking um, King Henry over JT. And we've all learned since what was it, two thousand seven, the same running back or top you know score fantasy score has not repeated since then. And so you're at number one. I mean, you don't have to, I'm not saying don't pick the number one player, but I would tell you to consider not picking that player because of, you know, history and what that has, you know, what we've learned from history basically. But I wanted to compare what our games would look like if we took Henry versus um, JT. Uh, I still want to do that just to see what, it would pan out to be, but I'm just saying consider it because we were maybe one or two games behind of making missing the playoffs. And, you know, for the first half of the season, we were doing all right. It was just a weakness there with the stack with Tom Brady and picking JT number one and him not being there for most of the season. And this next one, you can win different ways. So don't get stuck into one drafting style. This all goes back to just remaining fluid in your draft. Um, you know, we talk about there's this uh, zero RB. There's different approaches. And I'm pretty sure the championship I won this year was um, one with Jordan. And I took two running backs first, uh, Chubb and King Henry. And then ended up just kind of drafting different wide receivers um, in those middle rounds, and it led me to the championship. Um, and then lastly, study your league. Um, I'm in a big family league with big uh, scoring bonuses, and I find myself preparing for this one the most kind of just checking the point systems and people that scored last year because the the rankings we just read off are not the same for this league because of the point um, scoring system being so different. So you almost have to set this league aside or leagues like this aside and kind of examine them differently because you're not dealing with your typical number one, number twos, or, you know, one through 10 anymore. You've got guys that are just, you know, it's just a different positioning. And this could be said for any league because you can use studying your league. You know, you're, you're, you're playing against the same guys um, and girls if they're playing um, year to year, basically. You might change one or two people. You study how they draft, you know, see who they might pick. Um, kind of evaluate if you have your draft door early, you know. This person may pick that person. Who would I pick after that? Kind of use these things to your benefit by studying your league. I really mean that because when I started studying for this league, my last finishes in this league was I'm like the Buffalo Bills in this league back in the 90s. The second, third, second, second, second. Oh, Went to the championship. Yeah, five times, or almost five times, four times, three in a row now. Um, 
But I owe that to, you know, studying the league and kind of just getting it and remaining fluid during my draft. So maybe one day we'll get back to first place. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, those are what I learned this year. Don't know if you guys have anything to add, but just uh, some reminders for next year's drafts and kind of, you know, making your league or your team better for next year. Yeah, I think uh, just to add, I think two things. One, stay on the waiver wires. You know, like, even though you're maybe, you know, one in four, whatever it's going to be, it takes just one or two pickups to really change your season. Um, and then stay on stay on the um, NFL news and see, like, you know, maybe pick up a little something here and there if, if um, some, like, you know, injury reports or something like that, knowing and, and taking advantage of that to go to your waiver wires and pick up somebody else, right? So I think those two are very crucial because uh, a lot of people do, you know, fall down on their starts and stuff like that. But, you know, it's, it's a long season, you know, and all it takes is one or two wins to get you back up there and how you get back up there. And I think another thing is, like, Stay open to trades, you know, if some, you know, obviously you're one and four and something's not working, maybe just switching it up or, you know, maybe trading up for a, another piece or something like that boosts your team into another win or something like that. So um, stay open to waiver wires, stay open to, um, uh, stay keen on uh, waiver wires, stay keen on the NFL news injuries and stuff like that, um, and also uh, open to trades. Lance, any final thoughts? Yeah, F tight ends. I like that one. That was that was perfect. <laughs> that was perfect. I like that one. And on that, we will end this uh, podcast season, this fantasy football season. Guys, it's been fun. Um, we hope to catch you back here next season. We'll be here, you know, uh, preseason or, or a little bit before that to kind of get you right for your drafts, obviously. But, uh, you know. Hope you won some championships. Hope we helped you out, and we will be here for you next year. It's been real. Peace from the Russell. Let's ride. (laughs) Let's ride.